What's up, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Frame Skip Podcast. I am one of your hosts for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me is Austin Eller. Where do you keep finding the jingle balls, Elijah? (laughs) 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 Meow. And and we have George Loftus. Hi. I was expecting a balls, B-A-L-L-Z joke. And I don't Balls, B-A-L-L-Z, balls. (laughs) Not so good. How are y'all tonight? Oh man, I'm hanging in there. It's, it's it's good to be recording. That's how I'm. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm at that point where I'm trying to decide if I have COVID or if I just smoke cigarettes, and that's why my throat hurts. So, oh, I'm trying to decide another... because I'm like actually sick. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's an interesting thing. Like almost all of the podcast members are sick right now. So that's fun. This whole thing is disturbed. I don't actually think I'm sick, just so we're clear. I think I just smoked too many cigarettes. <laughs> you think it's just I a am, cigarette? On Christmas Day, I was like the only one. I was like, I was sitting in a corner wearing like an N95 mask while like my family was over. So like I, I was, I'm taking, taking every possible precaution. On Christmas Day, I sat at my computer desk and watched the entirety of season two of Attack on Titan. So yeah, I wasn't really around people. Yeah, that sounds like a sadder Scrooge. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but Scrooge didn't have Attack on Titan to keep him occupied. It's true. He he would have loved it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. He wouldn't have been Scrooge anymore. No. Fellas, it is that time of the year. It is the Game Awards for or how how do how do we want to start calling it? The Frameskip Annual Game Awards. The annual Frame Skip Awards. The we are not calling it the Frame Skip Annual Game Awards. <laughs> the You're absolutely not calling it that. Okay. Well, like, hey guys, like, no. I don't know, like, just uh, initialize it, like, just make an acronym out of the Frame Skip Annual Game Awards. Yeah, we're not f- doing that, Austin. <laughs> I will send you a dollar for that. <laughs> valid. Valid. Okay. <laughs> The annual yeah. frame skip awards. The AFAs? All right. The yeah. AFASs? <laughs> the the AFASs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can come up with a better one, let me know. Yeah, come no, up with the worst that's one, the best yeah. we can do. That's <laughs> the best. We have a number of categories, which I think Austin counted, but I don't remember. Yeah, that's like a number of them. It's like, <laughs> it's like a number. <laughs> we have ten. Out, yeah. We have ten categories to go over tonight, and we're going to save the best for last. So, fellas, let's get started with thing you're most proud of this year. Let, let, let's start on a high note. George, what are you most proud of? I am most proud of Shortbox Summary. It is a podcast that I've wanted to do for a while. I made a website. I was doing some writing for it. And then I just kind of shelled it. And uh, during the pandemic, I was like, this is your time to get it done. And I didn't do jack with it. And then finally, in the last six weeks or so, I feel like I've I've worked my little butt off and gotten, I think, tomorrow, the fourth episode is coming out, maybe the fifth episode, I can't even remember, because we're just 
doing so much work on it. And I'm really, really proud of it. It's a lot of fun, and I get to talk about something I'm passionate about. And uh, so far, I know Alden has been listening. Thank you so much, Alden. Really appreciate that. And uh, the numbers are coming back, and we're double-digit listeners, which is really exciting for a podcast that just started a few weeks ago. So thank you, everyone who listens. Really appreciate it. And uh, here's to 2022. Heck yes. It, it is a great podcast. I love listening to it. Hey, thank you. Austin, what are you most proud of this year? Honestly, you know, I was trying to think of 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 things that that were applicable to to our show and, and our audience. And I think I'm proud of us for for just getting through this and still like doing an episode pretty much every week this year, because for me, I felt like there were a few times throughout the year where like I wasn't sure if we were going to make it because like coach was leaving. Elijah, you were down for a couple months. Seth left. I was like, man, is this going to stay together? <laughs> And uh, no, we we've kept it alive, and and it's I, I'm proud of what we do here still every week, and and the the content we put out. So I, I think that's that's for me the thing I'm most proud of is the fact that you know it, no matter how busy we we've gotten, we've we've made a, an effort every single week to to get something out there and and um, get something enjoyable out there for the people that that listen. Yeah, no, I'm with you there because, like you said, we've we've managed to keep it going even when it was unclear exactly how it would turn out. And then we brought George on someone I have talked to for the longest time. We met back at PAX in 2014 was when we first actually met in person. We hung out, went to Jimmy John's. If I remember correctly, it was one of those. Yeah, it was the Jimmy John's by my old office. So I knew that very well. (laughs) Yeah. And that, that was uh, the PAX where I learned about the song Uptown Funk because Seth kept singing it over and over again, and then George started singing it, and I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are doing right now. I mean, it was only, like, the most popular song in the country. I was going to say, Elijah, did you live in, like, a hole? What, like, where were you? Did, I don't did you li- miss? I don't listen to radio. Oh, my God. So, it I... was in, like, it was in, like, ads, like, you know, like, car commercials and, like, stadiums. I... <laughs> like, it's Sack like... Boy, Sack Boy's Big Adventure, it was in Sack... that. Yes, it was like six years later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Keep in mind, I like never heard ads because I didn't listen to radio. I didn't watch TV. Uh, Like I didn't have Hulu or anything. All I had was Netflix, which has no commercials. Um, So I like wasn't I was hardly seeing any ads. Damn. Yeah. So like that, that was a real blind spot for me in music. But yeah, where I was going with this originally before we got all funky about it. Um. We brought George on who I'd talked to for a while and like we got closer now and I just I love talking to you. I love having you on here and like hanging out every week and it's just it's such a fun time and that at the very least it is a super fun time and that itself makes it all worth it. I look forward to this podcast every week. I'm like super paranoid when I'm doing like short box summary because I'm like okay, I got to write the script. I got to do all this like pre-show work. I've got to do the actual performance of it and record everything. I've got to do the editing. And it's just like, it's super fun, but it's also like really stressful. And I understand that like Austin does like the lion's share of of the work when it comes to this stuff. Like I know he takes care of the editing and he takes care of the uploading and making sure everything goes out to the podcast services. And so maybe it's just because of that, but this is just like my, my break for the week. Like this is like, oh, I get to talk about video games for an hour, hour and a half with people who care the way I do. So it's always, always something I look forward to. 
And uh, for me, the thing I'm most proud of is kind of semi-related, but like I've gotten so much more into streaming and I've started to do it like I I have a schedule now. Uh, I'm I'm starting I I'm uh, hiring someone to do more emotes for me. I'm getting a like much better camera very soon. I'm taking it much more seriously and trying to be the best I can. And I had some streamer friends of mine really help out with pushing me in the best way possible. Like not in a like pushy push, but like a helpful push. And that has really helped me change the way I look at it. And it makes me feel like I do a better job because I care and at the same time been more relaxed about it. Yeah, and I think it's awesome, Elijah, that you've been able to kind of stick to a schedule and stuff. I mean, I could I could never do that. So I think it's 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 great what you've been able to do with your stream and and um which is awesome. Awesome seeing you succeed with them. I and you you do get a lot of viewers and a, a lot of great feedback and so it's it's good to see. Thank you. Always cool people in the chat whenever I've been there. Yeah. Always always people I actually like enjoy talking to and that's really nice. And Elijah, where can people find your streams again? Uh twitch.tv slash local lizard man. If you're listening to this, the date comes out. Uh, we're streaming Gundam Versus because Gundam is kind of a thing I'm really into again right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so we will go on to the actual gaming categories next. Uh, I'm going to skip this next one for the moment because we're going to save that for the very end. So we're going to start with Made Me Feel Like a Kid Again Award. And I think I feel like that one's pretty self-explanatory. So, George, what gaming thing made you feel like a kid again? Nothing I played this year really sort of pushed me back to like, a, <clears throat> let's say, like elementary school era, George. Like, I, I didn't feel like a kid again that way. But you didn't play I the Blue's Clues game? I Dang it, George. Although I did just grab Hannah Montana, the movie, the game off of uh, off eBay. That might have to be a. A video game I placed in. I need the trophies, man. I said I would get to a hundred. It's an I'm easy platinum. I'm still at eighty-seven, so I need some trophies. Um, get but I played Save Christmas. I played two games this year that made me feel. One made me feel like I was eighteen again, seventeen, and the other one made me feel like I was a sophomore in college again. And so the one that made me feel like a sophomore in college that is my runner-up. It is Call of Duty Vanguard. The multiplayer was just such a blast. I've not had that much fun playing online multiplayer in Call of Duty since Modern Warfare Two. And I just felt like I was back in my dorm room, just getting destroyed by people, except now I'm actually good at Call of Duty multiplayer. So it's a nice change of pace. My winner for Made Me Feel Like a Kid Again, uh, Emily is Away 3. That game is incredible. Not the last time you're going to hear me talk about it tonight. But that game made me feel like I was in high school again and just so uncertain about the future, but also really excited about the present. It's just an incredible achievement for for games. So Emily is away. Three is the game that made me feel like a kid again. So I just bought Emily's Away Three off the Steam sale, Ooh. and Saturday I'm going to be playing Emily's Away Two and Emily's Away Three. All right, Emily is Away Two is a little shorter. I think that game's like two hours, and then yeah. Emily's Away Three is like four or five. Yeah, so it's, I, I it's really amazing. Saturday, so. I played all three of them back to back to back. And it's just really amazing to see like the dude just like get more confidence in his like developing skills and like just the evolution of, of that That's game awesome. idea is incredibly cool. That's really awesome. Austin, 
What game made you feel like a kid again? So this happened the first time I played this game, but then they ported it to the Switch, and it was already one of my favorite games pretty much in the past decade, and so I had to buy it again, and that is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Woo! And um, I just, I freaking adore that game. Andy and I got it the day it came out, and we just, both of us sat down and played that entire game together. We 100% of the game. We literally did everything in the game. And um, just one of the most addicting and enjoyable games I've played in recent years that, you know, I just sit there playing it. I'm like, man, this is just fun. Like, I, I don't have to worry about a story or, or something going on. And it's just fun to, to sit here and, and play this with someone else and, and enjoy it together and, and dive into the gameplay and the collectibles and, and, and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, just really, to me, it, that, that game kind of sums up that award. I mean, it, it made me feel like I was playing you know, collectible and, and platformer type games when I was a kid. I, I just adore, adore, adore that game. Awesome. I've heard a lot of good about it. And specifically, I've heard a lot of people mention that it feels like it feels like classic Mario. Like it feels. Yeah, it does. Old school. It does. It does. Yeah, I mean, it, it really brings back kind of a an old school feel, like you said. I mean, it, yeah, it's like technically 3D kind of. Um, I guess but yeah <laughs> yeah in a way but it's it's just nice to have like a different mario that's not necessarily just your standard 2d at this point and not just you know your mario odyssey galaxy style game it's nice to have something a little different and i i just love that game i mean i love awesome. odyssey i think odyssey is a fantastic game but i think that 3d world yep. and 3d land are probably like the two best mario games the last like 10 years like those games are it's so, it just incredible and like heads and shoulders above any other platformer out there. Yeah, I agree. Tenfold. For me, the game that made me feel like a kid again was Hot Wheels Unleashed. Ooh, it, I wanted to play that. Yeah. Oh, hot damn. It yeah. is a super fun game that it's as arcadey as you can get. Most of the time, you don't need to hit the brake like at all. You just need to hit the drift button and get decent-ish enough at drifting, and you have the game. It has, like, remnants of all the old tracks, like the dinosaur attack, where it, like, spits fire out, and there's spider that spits webs, and you have to avoid the web. The The graphics, not as in, like, oh, it's amazing graphics, but the ca the cars look exactly like the Hot Wheels cars in real life. Like they just have that look to them. And it just brings back so many memories. And it really did make me feel like a kid again, like at an old arcade playing on one of the racing cabinets. This game is like so loved. I wouldn't be shocked if we got a Hot Wheels movie in the next like five years because of this video game. I mean, I, I would be up for it. Yeah. Need for Speed movies underrated. Just gonna say it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll let you have that. It's it's the holiday. <laughs> Next up, we have wish the developers spent more time with award. Ooh, George, what do you wish the developers spent more time with? Aliens Fire Team Elite is a game I was genuinely excited to play. I love the Aliens franchise. Ridley Scott is a genius when he created it. James Cameron was a different type of genius when he extended it. David Fincher was a different type of genius 
when he twisted it in the third one. And then I don't really care for most of the Alien movies after that, except Prometheus. Prometheus was bomb. That said, I love this franchise. I love this world. I want to spend as much time in this world as possible. Uh, Not myself, but through digital representation. I don't want to be there. That sounds terrible. I got so hyped up, I started reading the Marvel comics, and then this game came out. And geez louise, is this game just like a hot steaming pile of garbage. It's just, it's set up like a free-to-play game, except it costs $40, so that hurts. And it's just like, imagine a Destiny, not even a raid, but like a Destiny, uh, God, what are they called? Like the, the shorter missions. Yes. It, it, every level is like a Destiny strike, except nothing is smooth. Nothing makes sense. Like, there's no customization. There was like no thought put into making this like a sweeping multiplayer experience. So, man, I just wish like one more year with this. And I think this game would have been something great. But as it stands, I'm checking out the the updates as they come out, the patch notes. And like, if it doesn't get me too excited, like I am going to leave this game uninstalled. That's upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, I, I kind of interpreted this award, I think, a little differently. Um, I was thinking more so of, you know, the games come out. Wh- what game would I have liked to have seen kind of um, added on to or, or gotten more content updates throughout the year? And um, kind of a, a, a good runner up for me was was actually Animal Crossing. Uh, Animal Crossing got that huge update in November um, and, and it got that DLC, which both the update and the DLC are fantastic. But um, it's kind of sad to me that that's the last we're getting. So for those that are unaware, that's the final Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons update. They're not going to be updating it anymore. They won't be adding anything else to the game, um, which was a little shocking to me because the game's only been out for about a year and a half. And so for Animal Crossing, you know, in the past, they, they've done updates for, for years. And so for this one, it was a little sad to me that, that you know, they're, they're not really supporting it that long. And so um, that's kind of the runner up for me. But then secondly, maybe a little shocking, but Monster Hunter Rise. Um, oh, it came out and it was a little lacking content wise or a little fewer monsters than people were expecting. And the the end game wasn't quite as 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 fleshed out as worlds um, on that same point with world. You know, we got Elijah, I'm sure you remember this with Monster Hunter World. We got a lot of uh, monsters that were added in for free in like the yes. months after the release of the game. And they kind of didn't really do that with Rise. They did it for like two months. There was so Rise came out, I want to say in March. Mm-hmm. We got a free monster in like May and then I or it might have been April and then another one in May. And that was like it. And huh. so since then, all they've done is like one like costume crossover a month. So we've gotten like the Sonic crossover and um the okami one but like no new monsters since then which was a little surprising coming from world because i want to say in the first year of world we got at least four or five monsters added in and with this one it wasn't it wasn't really quite on that same level and so that's that's the big one for me and now take that i will say kind of I mean, I'm not highly upset about it because I know we're getting Sunbreak next year, the the big kind of expansion for for Rise. But still, I was a I was a tad bit tad bit disappointed by that. Yeah, that's fair. Like you like you said, World had gotten quite a few afterwards, and I never even thought of that with Rise. How yeah, like I kept seeing oh new Rise DLC like these costumes and that, but you're right, I never did see 
new monster coming or anything like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and like I said, it's possible they're saving just a ton of stuff for Sunbreak, and that's great. I just wish we had gotten a, a little bit more drawn out, like, you know, content release and, and some stuff leading up to, to Sunbreak. Yeah, that's fair. That's really fair. For me, I wish the developers spent more time with Biomutant. There is so much I love about that game. But it feels like it could have used so much extra Q&A time. Yeah. And that's even with stuff added. Even with fixes. And it's not so much even that a bunch of stuff is broken. It's that how did they not notice that this wasn't the best way to do this? Or how did they not notice that... uh, Okay, for example, one thing is the narrator. They eventually added in that you could skip the narrator saying things. So like, even if you skipped dialogue, the narrator would still fully read the dialogue. And, uh, the way it originally was, it would have the person, like the other person saying it, and it would show the subtitles at the bottom. And then the narrator would come on and say, he said, and then he like he reads it out, and it's like, but it, but it wasn't at the same time; it was one after the other. And it's like if they had spent more time with this, maybe more Q and A, they would have seen that this was not the best way to do this. And a lot of that was implemented afterwards, but a lot of that was it was a little too late for a lot of it. There's so much I love about that game. Yet I never went back to it and I never finished it. Yeah, honestly, I never really heard too many uh, too many opinions on that game. I think you're you're one of the few people I know that that played it, which is kind of surprising because I remember when it was announced, a lot of people were excited for it. So, and yeah, yeah it, it's just it's just disappointing because there's so much good, so much potential in that game, and that's what makes it. That's what's the worst part about it. Now, on to another time-related one. George, what game do you wish you spent more time with? Oh, man. Um, I got a couple for this one. Let's see, where's my list? Uh, I wish I spent more time with three games. I wish I spent more time with Kina, Bridge of Spirits. That's probably my number one game I wish I spent more time with. I didn't actually start playing it until last week. And that game, I think we talked about on the show, is just gorgeous. Like, the animations in it are so fluid and so incredibly pretty. I just want to spend more time with it. Death Loop. I got stuck on one part and then I had to cook dinner and then I just like literally never went back to that game. So I need to go back. Actually spend some time with Death Loop and Pokemon Shining Diamond and Pearl. Uh those are games I would need to spend more time with too just because I do love like Platinum is like one of my favorite Pokemon games of all time. I love that generation unironically, so I want to go back and check it out. Um but I just have not. I've been so busy with Shortbox, just like trying to read everything and taking notes and writing scripts and everything that the late night time I used to dedicate to playing games has been slowly eroded into late night comic book time now. That's fair. I I understand that where, you know, it, it's something interesting, but it just got put on the back burner. Yeah. George. Yeah, George. Hi. Hello. Austin. Hi. Uh, thanks george what game do you wish you spent more time with 
Yeah, so I had a few as well. Um, the most recent one, Halo Infinite. I, I honestly, I, I played a lot of it the first week, and I have just not gone back. So um, it's one I, I really want to dive back into. I'm just, I, I don't think I'm in the mood for for a shooter right now, or especially kind of an open world type shooter. So at some point, I'll get back into it. Microsoft Flight Sim that came out in July and like I played a lot of it the first month or so and and like I'm dying to get back into that game it's just that's a pretty big time sink and so I'm I'm finding the right moment for that. And then again, maybe kind of surprising but Monster Hunter Rise. I actually did not play that much of of Monster Hunter Rise compared to to World. I want to say I played maybe less than than 50 hours, which really is not that much for that game. So that's like the that if I had one answer, it would be that it would be Monster Hunter Rise because I, I need to get back into it and and um, finish it up and, and get through some of the end game type stuff leading into Sunbreak. And um, I feel like I, I oddly enough, like I, I was so excited for that game and then I just really didn't play that much of it, which was kind of sad. <laughs> so that for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Because. uh I actually I have two specific ones that really come to mind, which are Oculus Trip, Hellbound, and Debriefed, which I really enjoyed. I just haven't gone back to it, and I don't know why. Like I I can't think of a reason other than something else probably came out at the time. But right along those lines, another game I was super excited for, Lost in Random. Oh yeah. I remember you talking about that game. I'm I'm like on world two or three of I'm gonna guess six. And like I haven't gone back. That seems like why. a good that seems like a good stream game. It it kind of is. Because it has a rather achievable platinum. Mm-hmm but probably not a platinum that's the most fun to stream getting the platinum. So that's why I'm kind of torn on that one. Fair fair enough. Fellas, George, what game do you wish you played but didn't? Oh, man. A couple for this. I got three for this one as well. Um, I'll start with my runners up uh number three the game i wish i spent uh game i wish i played but didn't uh hitman 3 i recently grabbed it on sale through gamestop i think it was like 15 bucks or something so i will check it out i've said before that i find stealth games simultaneously like the most rewarding to play but also the most stressful to play so we'll see how i handle this one mafia definitive edition is my number two wish i actually got to play just because that looked gorgeous and those games just ran like ass on the original xbox like the original mafia which was just a pc game that probably should not have been brought to consoles because it wasn't great and then mafia 2 on ps3 um I, I thought was like a lot of fun but still not really like living up to the hype and then mafia 3 i actually really liked on ps4 i think that game is actually like pretty underrated uh my number one game though tales of arise wish i got to play it i played exactly 20 minutes of this game and fell asleep with a controller in my hand and i think i moved my character exactly twice to go across different locations in the opening area so i'm gonna go ahead and say i did not play that game that's fair yeah uh so tales of arise is my number one 
Austin, what game or games do you wish you played but you didn't? Yeah, so I think my runner-up would be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, I, I was somewhat interested in that game leading up to it, but just hearing kind of the praise, especially from like you, George and Elijah, both of you, um, having played that game, it's it's one that like I wish I had had the time to play this year because it sounds fantastic, and you know, I'm a huge Marvel fan and love those characters, and so at some point I'll I'll go buy it when it's on sale and and, and get into it, but. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of my runner up. But my number one actually is Ace Attorney Chronicles. Um, hey. I was I actually had that game pre-ordered and I was going to buy it. And then I want to say that was the same month as Monster Hunter Stories 2, which I knew that those two games just weren't going to fit together because Stories 2 is like a hundred hour long game. And um, I'm assuming Ace Attorney Chronicles based off the old um, Ace Attorney games is probably at least 45, 50 hours. And so. I knew that those just weren't weren't going to mix up in the same month, and so eventually I, I figured I would go back and buy it, but I still still haven't purchased it yet. So, that's, sorry, uh, is is Ace Attorney Chronicles? Is that like the HD collection of like one, two, and three, or is this the one where it's like feudal Japan? No, this feudal is Japan the one. yeah, this is the collection of the Great Ace Attorney one and two, which until this point had only been in Japan. So okay. they have never been released. They were 3DS games originally, and they were never here until this year. So I kind of yeah. love that that trend though of releasing 3DS games on PlayStation 4 here in the states. Oh yeah, I, I support that a hundred. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and, and like Austin saw, I just grabbed those game games off PSN. I'm really excited yeah. to play them. They're great games. And like I said, I've heard Chronicles both both uh, great great Ace Attorney games. I've heard are fantastic. So, uh, like George, for me, I have three that I grabbed all three and just haven't played them yet. And my runner-ups are Twin Mirror from Don't Nod, which is a psychological thriller that plays similar to like Life is Strange. Uh, the other one is Tormented Souls, which is a very old-school survival horror game. And I've heard very good about it. Hey, you love those. Yeah, I do. And my number one is the same as George's. I have Tales of Arise just sitting on my shelf waiting for me. And I think I'm going to make that a January game potentially because I, I've heard amazing things and I really want to play it. What are the chances that we would both have the same one? Like I, cause I feel like this isn't a George game at all. Like this isn't the type of game I normally seek out, which is why I'm trying to seek it out, trying to expand them horizons. I, for some reason I was trying to think of a joke. But tails, no, I got nothing. I'm just, I'm just proud of myself. I think this is called growth, you guys. I'm really excited. Proud of I, myself. I think it is too. I'm proud of you, George. I get it. Next up, we have best game adjacent purchase. George, what gets your best game adjacent purchase award? Mine is the GCHD Mark II dongle from Eon. Uh, this is the thing that you plug into the back of your launch. GameCube, uh, it needs like the digital AV out uh, port, and uh, that com- that combines with just the normal AV out port, and then you get to use an HDMI cord. Um, oh, with your GameCube, yeah, it cleans up the picture, makes things run a little brighter. Oh, good st- good stuff. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's actually on sale right now for about ten percent off what I paid for it, so it's on Amazon. Uh, it is expensive <laughs> as hell. It's like 
even with 10% off, it's like $140. Um, but I absolutely love GameCube. I want to start streaming for Shortbox Summary. I'm going to start with like Spider-Man 2, probably. I'm just so excited to start playing old, nerdy comic book games that I've been dying to replay anyway. So this seems awesome. like an, an important purchase. That's That I approve. I very, very much approve. GameCube is wonderful. Looking at you guys of Arcadia Legend. Austin, what gets your best game adjacent purchase award? So um, I'm going to do two because I bought both of these this year, and that is the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Ooh, um, that's fair. Yeah, because I was like, you know, what, what goes with games I've been playing? And why not the systems I've been playing them on? So, yeah, I mean, I, I've. I bought my PS5, I want to say, in January, if I'm remembering correctly. And then I bought my Series X in July. And so I I love both systems. I mean, I think they're, the time I've had with them both has been fantastic. And, and honestly, you know, I know a lot of people are complaining about, like, lack of, of, of newer gen games. But we've talked about this before. And the upgrades that all those those PS4 and, and Xbox One games are getting, I mean, it is it has solidified the the value behind those purchases for me. And um, yeah, I mean, I I've thoroughly enjoyed both my Series X and PS5. I, I've been playing a lot more of my Series X recently, um, but I do plan to to dive back over to my PS5 for a bit. Elijah and I are going to play some Attack on Titan two soon which I'm excited for because that game has a, an unlocked frame rate for PS4 Pro, which was a little a little iffy. It was probably running at like 45, 50 frames on PS4 Pro, but I'm assuming on PS5 it should be able to handle 60 solid. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that. God, I'm so excited for that. Can't wait till my coffee comes. For my best game adjacent purchase award, uh, I also have two. One of them you can't see from here. But I have an Akali figure from KDA for since it's adjacent to a game, League of Legends. But it's really neat. It comes with a black light flashlight that when you shine it on the figure, it has all the different like neon markings she has from the music video for pop stars. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I love That's it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but my top award has to go to the Monster Hunter Rise Edition Switch, which I absolutely love. It was, it is the like newer Switch that came out, not the OLED, but like the newer one with the better battery life and everything. And it just has super cool markings. I like never use my dock, but now I have a reason to keep my dock out because it's just cool looking. Elijah just hanging out with his dock out. Exactly. Rock out with my dock out. no that is a beautiful system though and like i still wish i had bought it because i have the i have the animal crossing one and i and i love that thing but you know of course monster hunter is is pretty much my favorite series aside from zelda so and my favorite thing about it compared to like the uh animal crossing one the animal crossing joy cons were just a color the monster hunter rise joy cons actually have like symbols and everything on yeah they have like designs yeah the biggest thing about the the Animal Crossing one, I was excited until I'm like, well, when I'm playing my Switch handheld, nobody's going to see the back. So just having the back be the only different thing, it's 
almost as if you don't have a special edition switch well and honestly elijah the back of it i will say that's the most disappointing thing about the animal crossing one the back of it you can unless you're really looking at it you can hardly see that anything's on it because it's just it's like all black so there it's not painted gray or anything the entire thing is black and so um it's it's very hard to see anything on it unlike the monster hunter one where it's got you know gray paint for the for the um yeah decals or whatever you want to call them so it's sexy looking switch i never owned a special edition console until this year and i got the halo series x i get it now like i i completely get it like i've had <laughs> i I, oh, uh, I grabbed yeah. like a custom case for my original xbox that's like a mint green like i think that looks like fly as hell but i i've never had like an officially licensed special edition console and like yeah i, I get it now i'm like looking at things and i'm like i should have gotten animal crossing switch i should have i don't even like animal crossing that much but like damn that's just like a cute little console i have the halo reach edition xbox 360 up there and it's one of my favorite consoles i've owned was it was that one still like the launch 360 style like the top loading no hd or was it no it was the slim okay because it was 2009 oh that's like the grayish one right Yes, sil- okay. silver um, has like halo symbols all over it. Hell yeah. Really cool looking. Next up, we have the most fun trophy slash achievement chase award. George, what is the most fun you've had this year chasing achievements or trophies? All right. Um, I got two runners up. Uh, this year, uh, PlayStation giveaway Zombie Army Four, as part of PlayStation Plus. Me and my friends from San Francisco downloaded it, and we just had an absolute blast going through and playing it. And uh, three of us got the trophy, uh, the, the platinum trophy in it. Uh, unfortunately, Fabio did not. Uh, he, I think, he fell a little short. But I am willing to download the game again and go back and play it more with him. My other runner-up is Immortals Phoenix Rising. That game came out last year, but I didn't get to play it until January of this year. And it's just an incredibly smooth... It's like if Assassin's Creed, like the new style Assassin's Creed games, and uh, like Breath of the Wild had a baby. So it's just a pretty fun puzzle fest, and you're going into like these little dungeons and whatnot. Um, I would totally grab a sequel to that game. I think it was incredibly fun. My number one, though, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That is just a super fun game to play. I love that you don't have to get all the collectibles, just the majority of the collectibles. That's a great touch. And that game is completely customizable. So like if you're actually having issues with if it's platforming, if it's combat, like you can actually like adjust like difficulty isn't like easy, medium, hard. It's like everything is like on a slider. And so it's just like such a customizable experience. I think it's really impressive. And so that is uh, I don't have the platinum yet. I'm going to get it this week. But I think that is probably my number one, especially because it came out this year. Very interesting. There's no way I could put that one on my list. Oh, really? Because it has the worst thing, which is very specific battle request trophies, which is like to have Groot use his ability on this certain creature, which... If I like I heard from someone, it shows up once in the game. Uh, I've gotten all those like without even trying. Like I I, I got I think one. It, OK, Um, you can go back and play it. Just don't go back and play it until you 
get all the collectibles because if you go back, you'll <laughs> lose your that that part is a mess. I will admit that. However, if you're just like going through, like I just think the game is like really well designed to to platinum. This this conversation, Elijah, makes me think of what's the the trophy in Persona Four Golden that's like get all of Rise's dialogue or something. Yeah. You said you like tried so hard to do it, and I just came across it like without even trying. I printed off a 14 page <laughs> pamphlet, stapled it, and then went line by line as I'm playing the game. Oh, she said this. Flip, 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 and flip, and flip. Oh, there it is. Cross it off. Attack. <laughs> Next thing. Oh, she said, all right, let's cross it off. <laughs> Attack. Next one. Yeah, that's what I had to do. Yeah. And Austin's just here like, oh, I accidentally got it. Yeah, I wasn't even trophy hunting. And I was like, yeah, I got like the rarest trophy in the game. No big deal. Like, whatever. I remember <laughs> I remember listening to Podcast Beyond back in like 2011, 2010, it must have been. And they were talking about getting the platinum in the original Infamous. And they were like, oh, yeah, we had to print off the maps of all the shard locations. And I remember listening at the time being like, oh, that's pathetic. Like, I can't believe like they had to do that. Like, they could just like organize it better. And then, like, fast forward to, like, 2018, 2019, when I was playing through Infamous, I totally did the same thing. And, like, printed it off, and I was just, like, taking a Sharpie. I'm like, okay, I got that one. Oh, there's one supposed to be here. Well, we'll see about that. And just going through and doing it. And then, like, still missing one and, like, having to Google, like, most common missed shards on Infamous <laughs> PS3. <laughs> and just, like, hoping to God. It was the second one on that list. So I got I got very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never got all the shards, but I understand. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's a good podcast trophy. Yeah, yeah. Austin, what is the most fun you had trophy slash achievement chasing this year? Yeah, so my runner-up would actually be um, Control. I had a really good time uh, doing the achievements in that game. And, you know, there were a few that were a little harder, like the um, doing all the... Um, I forget what they're called, Elijah, but like the bounty things that like you have yeah. to select and get through those. And, you know, that was just something I didn't really care to do too much of in that game. So that trophy was a little annoying, but at least it wasn't like a, 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 an extensive amount that they required you to do. I think it was like less than 20 or something. I like think that. 25, but yeah. you you would you could hold like five at a time or something like that. Right. And they would just come rather naturally. usually. Yeah. So I had a, I had a great time with that one. But the one that I honestly I had the most fun with uh, platinum wise was uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It was a it was it was a relatively challenging platinum, but but still fun. Like it didn't really have you going out of your way doing things um, that you wouldn't have done otherwise. You know, it was it was very enjoyable to me as far as going through and and just upgrading your weapons and like finding collectibles. It it was not necessarily shoot this guy this certain way with this certain gun five times or whatever it is and and so it that was one of my favorites. And one thing I really liked about it is you didn't actually have to get all the upgrades. There were like, I forget what the exact trophy was, but I want to say there's something in the game of like, upgrade your weapons most of the way or something like that. It's not like you have to 100% the game to get the That's platinum, cool. which I actually really liked. I completely forgot about that game. That's a great answer. I, I'll add that to my yeah. runner up because that is <laughs> Yeah. I went back and played the original Ratchet, or not the original, but like the PS4 remaster yeah, the Ratchet 2016 and, one. and I had to like replay that game, yeah, like six times to like get all the weapon upgrades. Like that Platinum almost broke me, like just like mentally. I was like, I can't Sounds do horrible. this again. I cannot do this campaign again. It got to the point where I could run through the campaign in like 
three hours, two hours, like just because oh like everything was so was so upgraded, and I knew exactly what to do because I'd done it so goddamn many times. Uh, it is amazing how much better the Rift Apart Platinum is than the 2016. It is night and day. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's like I said, it's not necessarily easy, um, but I, I'd say it's about an average challenge, and and I just had a great time with it. So awesome. I I also have two runners up, uh, one of them being Resident Evil Village, which I it had a fun trophy list. I think I've played through the campaign. I'm on my like my sixth or seventh time right now, and I'm currently doing my knife only run. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But like, I'm so overpowered right now, and I'm playing on easy that like it's fine. Uh, another runner up is Chernobylite which the trophy list for that is pretty straightforward and it's do any main story mission and do any mission that gets you a partner. And it's like you have the platinum, but my main pick for this, and we've joked about it before, but has got to be the PS five version of final fantasy 14, which It it's so much better. First off, because it keeps track. So like, do two thousand dungeons. It now keeps track and lets you know how you're doing. Unlike the PS4 one, PS4 and PS3. Yeah. Like, do one thousand dungeons. How many did you do? I don't know. That was rough. That was really rough. And like, it's such a version. it's such a bummer, man. Because like they promised that there would be like trophy tracking. Right, like when they launch the PS5, and like I, not every game I play does no. it. No, not it's every game does. It's infuriating, and like Xbox does it perfectly on their system. Still, meanwhile, you have Final Fantasy 14, which does tracking in the main story quests and tells you you are two thousand six hundred or twenty thousand six hundred and fifty out of twenty eight thousand five hundred and forty, and you're sitting here like, what do those numbers mean? The numbers, Mason, what do they mean? <laughs> um, next up, we have the best game you played that came out this year award. George, what is the best game you played that came out this year? Isn't that Goaty? Yeah. Um, Where are we saying that for last? So I, I was doing just best game you played this year because that was the ultimate, the Goaty for us. Oh, that's our ultimate goatee. Yes, just the best that's game true. you played. This yeah, because it could still yeah. include games that came out this year, I suppose. Yeah, it, do- it doesn't mean it doesn't have to have come out. What is your game of the year? Doesn't okay. have to mean it came out this year. Emily is away three is my game of the year. That game is ph- phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Made me feel like a made me feel like a kid again. God, I can't wait to play that this weekend. I'm the entire so thing just plays out in like Facebook Messenger and Facebook. And it was back like before Facebook Messenger was like its own like little pop out like a separate app, but it just plays in like a browser window, and like fa- uh, what's it? Um, uh, Emily's Away Two did like this really cool thing where, you know, like you'd actually like download a picture. They'd be like, "Oh, I took a picture at the beach. Don't you want to see it?" And like they would send you like a, an image because like that one still played out on on AOL, I think. Um, and so like you download it and then like it would be on your desktop and you had to like click and open the picture on your desktop. Like it just does like little things like that. And then Emily is away three, like, oh hey, I just made a new playlist. You want to check it out? And they'll send you like a YouTube page 
that's like you know it's not youtube but like it looks like youtube from like 2007 2009 and it's just like oh man all these songs were bangers back then still bangers now but like i just remember like you know 17 year old george just getting all kinds of hype listening to him and it was just it just it was such a good nostalgia trip and like it actually was really interesting to play just like as an adult trying to like remember what it was like to be a teenager and like how i felt back then and it was it was just a phenomenal experience this has no bearing on how excited i am to play it but i'm just curious is one of the songs let it rock by kevin rudolph i don't believe so that's just upsetting but i get it um no i'm i'm not well you the game plays out like in seasons so like you play fall winter spring summer and so i don't remember all the songs and like i made a very specific choice in who i was dating and they send you very different types of songs compared to the other. that's awesome so. i'm i'm really excited to play it i loved emily's away and i have emily's away two and three installed on my computer ready for me this weekend I like almost got fired. I worked at a game developer at the time and like I had nothing to do that morning and I heard Emily's Away was good and it was like free on Steam. So I just checked it out and I just played it for like 45 minutes straight. And then like it got to the point where like oh, I'm going to get yelled at. And then like the other devs were like, oh, hey, what's this? And like I just had like people like surrounded me and they were just like, wait, this was like free to play on 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 Steam. I'm like, yeah, isn't it kind of like kind of interesting? And like they were all just like really into it. I'm like, OK, maybe I won't get fired. Maybe I'll just quit. <laughs> Austin, what is the best game you played that came out this year? Well, probably a shock to nobody that's listened to this podcast, but Forza Horizon 5. Easily. Um, I, I just have adored my time with this game. And, you know, I know for most it's probably just more Forza. You know, it's a it's a different map. It's it's new cars and and. You know, honestly, yeah, that's probably true. But still, I I loved the crap out of this game. Um, you know, this was a great year for games. There were so many other games. Runner-up wise, I would say Metroid Dread. Um, it takes two, Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank. You know, there were just so many great games this year. But Forza, for me, just completely tops the list. It's one of those games where I can play it forever, and I know I'm going to be playing it for years to come until Forza Horizon 6 or whatever comes out. Um, and it's for, it's very telling for me because the game, honestly, up until this point, and I think they've fixed most of these issues now, but the online was like pretty broken for a while. And even then it was oh, like, yeah. man, I don't even, I don't even care about the online. Just the single player itself is so freaking good. And so I, um, I probably played about 40 hours so far, but it's the kind of game that I can jump into no matter what. And, enjoy my time with it and love every single second and, and every car that I take control of and, and just enjoy in that game. It is, it to me is a, is a 10 out of 10 um, video game. That's awesome. It, it It is a fantastic game for me. Uh, I've talked about it a lot, but the medium really shocked me. It, I thought the story was really good. It was really fascinating. It kept it kept me into it the entire time. I think I played this game in two sittings, and that's only because I had to go to bed. I didn't know you got it. I got it. <laughs> yes. I got off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a Friends joke. I've never seen Friends. Well, I've seen no. bits and pieces of an episode. Um, but the. 
The soundtrack is amazing. It's so well done. The game isn't perfect by any means, but I really, really dig what they did with it. And I just cannot stop talking about the praises. That I love that game. Yeah, it's a game I want to play at some point. Um, it looks it looks very interesting. And so it's it's nice that it's one of those games that really shows off the power of of the new systems too. It's on Game Pass. Man, well, Elijah, you just well. love you just love Polish games, don't you? I do. I do. I've talked about a few of them tonight. Uh, now for our ultimate goatee, the best game we played this year. George, what is the best game you played? I mean, the best game I played this year is Emily's Away. That's why I worded the awards differently. <laughs> That's why I wrote it the way I did. Uh, the best game I played this year is Emily's Away. The best game I played that didn't come out this year, um, number one is uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. That game was just so much fun. That game was absolutely incredible. Never touched it before. Never had the N64 version, the Dreamcast version. I really? played. I played the... Uh, at the the movie theater they had like the arcade but holy crap that game is just so it's everything i want in a racer it's just super arcadey it's breakneck speed it's crazy courses it is probably the best racing game i've played in the last like five years uh runners up uh zombie army 4 and um uh yeah i guess uh spyro 3 it would probably be like the other one Uh, i had a really good time going back and revisiting the spyro games that's crazy to me that you had never played Racer before this year. I didn't realize yeah. that when you were talking about it on the show. I really like don't ago. care for the prequels at all. Like it was one of those wow. things where like I completely like just distance myself from anything like prequel related, except for Republic Commando. I thought that one, that game was dope. Yeah, that no Racer is fantastic. So that's a that's a great pick. I agree. Austin, um, what about yourself? What are the best games you played this year? Well, that well, well, Elijah. It's uh, it's funny you ask because it's control, <laughs> and honestly, if I could say the best game of the last ten years, it would be Control. <laughs> you think that's so, the best game of the last ten years? Honestly, yes. I, I think it's it's probably one of my top three games of all time. Like it, it's it is to me, it is a perfect, perfect video game um it's it's funny because i i started it earlier this year when i got my ps5 i want to say it was like in march or so that i i started it up and i played like the first probably three four hours and and i sat it down because i think if i'm remembering correctly rise monster hunter rise had come out Mm -hmm. and so i jumped back into it in maybe june july somewhere around there and just fell hard for this game to the point that i immediately went and got the platinum and like now i'm thinking about just buying it again on series x and like playing it again (laughs) and getting the the uh like full achievement score on on xbox because i love this game that much and um no seriously i mean this game is if you have not played control it is a must 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 play especially if you got a a a series x or i never i never finished it um, I kind of yeah. want to like check it out on PS5 because it ran like on my PS4. So yeah, I was, like, yeah. I'll just I'll just wait for a patch and like the patch like never really. Came Honestly, out. I think aside from from Forza, I think this is the best looking game on the new system still. Like it is, 
uh, it is a major major upgrade and looks gorgeous on on ps5 so yeah i mean it's i can't wait to to dive back into this world when they they bring out alan wake 2 eventually and you know we've got the the co-op um game set in this universe on the way as well and just a lot a lot to look forward to but i i for me this game i think solidified remedy is is potentially my favorite developer because i i already loved alan wake alan wake was already one of my favorite games of all time and and this game i mean like i said seriously it is it is probably in the running for like potentially my favorite game of all time i still remember in 2019 when i said control was my game of the year and the big thing was just how is it better than resident evil 2 and i'm like no really control yeah. is actually amazing yeah uh, it is it is it is and, and you should play it george you really should like that that is not a game that we say lightly that should be played no, I understand. Like, and I, I get the pedigree that Remedy comes with. It's just like it ran like butt on my PlayStation oh, yeah. Four. Yeah, and, like, I'm not gonna. It, I saw it took like 20 hours to get the platinum. I'm like, dude, I'm not spending 20 hours with like a chuggy frame rate where like the game crashes on me. Like that's that's just not happening. Well, like, did you get the? Uh, it was on uh, PlayStation Plus like earlier this year. Did you get it on there? Do you do you know? I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. there you go. You've got the PS5 version. So and it's yeah, it's just complete with all DLC. Yeah. Cool, but like, does that screw up my PlayStation Four trophy? Like, am I just never going to get that platinum because it runs like butt on the PS4 absolutely? Version? That's what yeah. that means. It's a separate yeah. trophy list. Yeah. Oh, remedy, like that's <laughs> awful. As someone who has the platinum on PS4, I am very okay with this. Okay. <laughs> For me, I have two runners up, and you are going to notice a kind of pattern with mine. And the first one, first runner up is. Cthulhu Saves Christmas. You just played this last week. I literally just played this. This game is super fun. It's super funny. I would say it breaks the fourth wall, but it just, there is no fourth wall. Because at times it'll be Cthulhu yelling at the narrator or acknowledging, like, I'm the main character of the game, so no, I'm not going to die in this encounter. But it's just super fun. Super charming. It's not very long, very easy trophy list. Man, I'm talking to George on this one. Um, I I just can't recommend that game enough. It genuinely surprised me. The next one, next runner-up, is a game called Simulacra, which originally was a phone game, but then came to like Steam and consoles, and the whole thing plays on a phone on the game. And you go through like videos and emails and texts. The whole thing is this phone was just left on your doorstep. And you're going through these texts, videos, phone calls and stuff to try and find out who the phone belonged to and what happened to him. And it's like a semi-horror game in a way. And it just, it had me intrigued the entire way through. Yeah, it's a neat concept. I like that. But the game that I think is my absolute favorite that I played this year that didn't come out this year, and keep in mind, I played Mass Effect 1 and 2, is called Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe. It's another FMV game where it's kind of, it's six, what, what's it called when the like episodes have nothing to do with each other? Um, anthology? 
and, and yeah, and, anthology vignettes. Vignettes. That's vignettes is I think the one I'm thinking of. Um, where it's just it takes place basically around this radio station where the main characters Poe and Monroe do this radio show, and there are different things, and it's basically like a Twin Peaks strange thing happens in this episode, and it's just it's a fun FMV game. And I absolutely adored this game. I went back and got the platinum in it afterwards. I just had so much fun because of this game. I went back and played other games from this developer because the characters are in other games and this game referenced other games of theirs. Like there, there's another game called the shape shifting detective and in it, dark nights with Poe and Monroe plays on the radio in the game. And that's where these characters come from. And then in Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe, there's actually an episode that basically they see this hypnotherapist and then it takes place inside the game, The Infectious Madness of Dr. Decker, which I played before and had a lot of fun with. And it's basically it's an FMV where you're playing as this fake psychiatrist who's trying to get down to who, how, like who murdered this person. And like, an episode of this takes place inside that game. It it was just super fun. And I just was smiling the entire time. That's awesome. No, I, that's cool. I, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't really know there was this whole like subgenre of like FMV stuff still out there, Elijah, until like you started talking about a lot of this stuff this year. So it's interesting. Uh, FMV games are something I never really talked about, but I enjoyed. But I actually have started to get into it much, much more. Like, I have the Complex to play. Uh, I just grabbed, uh, I think it's called I See Black Clouds, or I Saw Black... Yeah, I Saw Black Clouds. Man, the, sorry, the Complex, I want to shout this out, just because it's got uh, Katie from Letterkenny, who plays, like, Wayne's sister, like, the lead character's sister. And if you're not watching Letterkenny, that show is, like, pretty funny, and I can't recommend it enough. And she just... She's awesome. Like, I'll, I'll watch her in anything. I am curious to check the show out. I've wanted to for a while. But yeah, the fact that two FMVs ended up on my best games I played this year that didn't come out this year list, and like unironically, not because like FMVs are generally they're not the best because they kind of try and take themselves too seriously, which makes them bad. But like, I enjoy them for that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now for the last award we have. Most anticipated game of next year. Oh no, sorry. I've got some bonus awards I want oh, to Oh yes, about. yes, please do. Um Best Downloadable Only Game Award. I give that to Operation Tango. 80% of that game was an absolute joy to play, except for two levels that made me want to blow my own brains out. Uh regardless, it still gets the best downloadable only game award. Although I feel like it's probably available on disc now. However, it was like a PlayStation Plus giveaway. If you want to just call it the best PlayStation Plus game award that wouldn't get it but it's closer probably uh the i'm that not would be mad, control I'm, that would be control. that would be control yeah <laughs> it would be uh, <laughs> you guys are really sleeping on zombie army 4 i'm telling you um i have it it's the, a fun game it's a great game it's such a fun platinum the i'm not mad i'm just disappointed award i have that for two games runner-up is battlefield 2042 uh the winner is grand theft auto definitive edition how dare you call that definitive when it runs like crap i give that award to no more heroes 3 
Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's see. The game you forgot about until Goatee Conversation Award. Uh, I've got two to talk about here. I've got new Pokemon Snap. Forgot that came out this year. Played it for several hours. Just completely in one ear, out the other. Forgot about that game existing. And then Mario Golf Super Rush. I played that game for 30 hours and completely forgot that came out this year. And I really like that game, but man, it just does not hold a candle to stuff that came out later in the year. Uh, the game I Wish I Didn't Buy Award. I've got a runner-up. It is Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. That game runs like butt. Like, it's just not a fun control scheme if you're playing in handheld mode. And then if you're playing docked mode, it's just not very fun to play. It's super exhausting, and I wish they could just spend more time on it. And number one, the game I wish I didn't buy, Back for Blood. I bought that because I thought I was going to play with a bunch of friends, and then they all backed out, so I just bought this game for no reason. How often, do you play How often do you play it, Elijah? I play it whenever a friend says, let's play Back for Blood. I'm like, I'm in. All right, I'm going to... I mean, to be fair, that. George, I told you it was on Game Pass, and that's the way well, to it's, go. It's, so. Okay, it's cross-play. Oh, I don't give a crap about <laughs> achievements. I wanted the trophies. And so I thought I was going to play it with friends on PlayStation, and they all backed out, so screw them. Uh, yeah, you oh, got except, me. Except Elijah. Elijah is my only real friend anymore. Sorry, Austin. And uh, finally, the game that didn't live up to the hype award. Uh, I give this to Far Cry 6. I really, really wanted to love Far Cry 6. It just it just went too far. Like, it's just like, it's just too much is going on in that game to the point where it's not really fun. It's really stressful. And I don't, I don't know. It's just not a great UI UX experience. Can I, can I add something? The hype. Can I add something here? Cause um, honestly, I didn't think I had an answer to this one, but no, I do. It's back for blood. I back uh, for blood didn't live up to the hype. No, it's, no. I, and the thing was, I enjoyed it. You know, Elijah and I, and a couple friends of the show played it a few times. And I even played it with Andy some, but it was, I think my issue is it is literally left for dead to the point where it feels like I'm just playing a game I've already played. And so to me, I think that's why I dropped off of it so quickly. I get that. Um, but again, that's why I'm glad I got it through Game Pass. I don't I don't think I honestly probably would have paid 60 or 70 bucks for it. It was just on sale, like the Ultimate Edition for like 40 bucks. Yeah, so that's that. also, uh, let's see, another didn't live up to the hype award. Buying games the day they came out. Yeah. Um, don't I'm just I don't do that. You have enough games to play to last you until they're all going to be yeah. on sale for at least fifty percent off between Black Friday and the last Friday in in December. So like just just don't buy video games next year. Just don't do it. Just wait, and you'll be fine. It, the it, worst the worst one that I saw this year was Brain Age Academy, the new one for Switch, yes. just came out on like the first week of December. Literally within five days, it was half off. Yeah, uh, that's rough. Yeah, that feels like a grift. Like that feels like a con on the people who like love it the most. Yeah, because it well, because Andy went out and bought it like the day it came out, and because she was really looking forward to it. And then like literally within five days, because it's a thirty dollar game, if I'm remembering right, it was on sale yes. for fifteen dollars on Amazon. So uh, that's rough. Elijah, do you yeah. have a didn't live up to the hype award? Just because we got awesome, we got me. Uh, one really? Last, one last. The the big two for me, I already talked about, and one was Bio Mutant. And the other one was lost in random. It was it, it's fun, but like the fact that you see this game and there's no jump button. Why is there no want. jump button? Not what you want in a. It it's like it's a platformer light, so like it feels like you should be jump. I don't know. There's just it feels like it is a good game, but it just what it could have been better. 
All right. Sorry. Now, now let's go back to the award you were you were pushing before. Let's hit up the most anticipated game of next year. George, what game or games are you highly anticipating for 2022? I've got five. And the reason I've got five is because I'm only 100% sure one is coming out. That's fair. So my runners-ups are Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Which is definitely coming out. That is definitely coming out? Yes. Okay, I've got two that are definitely coming out. It has a release date for March. Okay. Well, I mean, also, it had a release date for the end of the year, but yeah. Or was that... Sorry, the announcement for Final Fantasy fifteen had, like, the, the yeah. trailer that had... For 16. I don't know. Yeah. Things are getting pushed. I feel like Omicron's gonna, like, make things a little, little weirder. Um, Splatoon 3 is on my list. Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm just curious if that's going to be like a good game or not. Uh, Starfield, because I doubt that game is coming out this year. I want it to come out in 2022, but I also wouldn't be shocked if it didn't. And my number one game that I am fairly confident is coming out, Forspoken. That game looks all kinds of awesome. That game looks awesome. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Austin, what uh, what games are you most anticipating? Yeah, so I mean, if I knew it was actually coming out, I would say Breath of the Wild 2, but I'm still not convinced that game is coming out next year. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going to leave that off the list, but leave it as an honorable mention just in case it does come out. I think of the ones that are confirmed, though, definitely god of war ragnarok would be my my number one i i loved uh loved god of war i think that's probably my my favorite ps4 exclusive and so really looking forward to that game also looking forward to splatoon 3 it's another big one i loved my time with splatoon 2 it's a a great uh, multiplayer game and and really can't wait to dive back into that world with three um yeah, I think that that's honestly probably it for me. I, I don't think I have any others. So, I mean, there are a couple that really speak to me, like uh, Forspoken, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, which I'm actually super excited for, and it comes out in a couple weeks. Um, Gran Turismo 7, The Dark Pictures, The Devil in Me, or what, The Devil Inside? The Devil in Me, yeah. Um, but the big one for me, a Plague Tale Requiem. I can't believe we're getting a sequel to this game. I adore the first game. I literally have a drawing right here that a friend did of the main characters from it. And this, I, there is no game coming out next year that I'm aware of that I am more excited for than that. Not- yeah, that's a game I never played the first one, but I know it. If I'm remembering correctly, didn't it just recently get some sort of next gen patch or it, something? It got a next gen release. Um, so yeah, it's also on Game Pass. Yeah, um, that's one I need to play. Yeah, I, and it was a it was a PlayStation Plus game. Too, yes, yeah. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend that game because when you say the magic words, that game sounds like it should be terrible, and that's when you say the game is literally a giant escort quest and it sounds like the worst thing ever, especially after just playing the beginning of the Witcher three, again, that escort quest, that's literally the first quest of the entire game. Uh, but it works and it's 
heartwarming. It's moving. It's super fun. That game is incredible. And I, this second one, I'm so excited for. I have no idea where it's going to go. No clue. All right. Fellas, are there any other little awards you would like to hand out? Or did you uh, think we covered them all? I would like to say um, world's sexiest podcast host to uh, Seth. I agree with this. <laughs> yeah, the dude, uh, dude carries us on his big log carrying shoulders. We Log are his gas can. Yeah. Most aerodynamic podcast host. <laughs> the coach Kyle Newman. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's that's all I had to add. That was beautiful. <laughs> I am not going to go into detail on any of them, but I do have my top 10 of the year. And I'm just going to say them quick. And maybe I'll do a separate podcast going into detail more what they are. But my top 10 of this year are number 10, Returnal, number 9, Hitman 3, number 8, Fatal Frame, Maiden of Blackwater, number 7, Alan Wake Remastered, 6, Inscription, 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, 4, Scarlet Nexus, 3, Life is Strange, True Colors, 2, Resident Evil Village, and number one, as we've talked about, the medium. There were so many good games this year. Yeah, like, it was a, it was a great year for games. Everybody, so many good games. I didn't get to play all of them. Like, yeah, everybody talks about how there wasn't that big game, and it's like, sure, there wasn't. But look at all these other great games we have that have their moment to shine because of it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you think that really would have shown as much as it did if it was sitting next to God of War Ragnarok? No, probably not. Like, there are so many amazing games that have their moment this year. And like you said, there are so many we didn't even get to play. Like, we both have Tales of Arise just sitting here waiting for us. I got that. I got Scarlet Nexus. I still want to check out Hitman 3. Um... I have, I showed Elijah earlier, I have the medium, just like still shrink wrap. Like, I barely got to spend the amount of time I wanted to in Riders Republic. I barely got to spend the time I wanted to in Battlefield. Like, there's just so much to play. Like, I might not buy a video game next year. Like, unless there's like a Star Wars or a comic book game, those might be the exceptions just for, for short box summary and Star Wars for my own sanity. But like, I might actively try to like not buy a game full price at all next year. And, like, I'm with you on that. I actually just took a, not poll, but suggestions on Twitter of indie games that released in 2021 that people recommend. And I have a list of almost 60 games. Yeah. And I, I've purchased probably 10 to 15 of them right now. And, like, I'm going to keep looking for those games on sale to play. And I'm limiting myself to one full-price game a month. And one reduced price game, we'll say. So, like, next month I'm getting Rainbow Six Extraction. That's a $40 game. That's a reduced price game. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I was just kind of scrolling through, like, the stuff coming out out of curiosity. And, yeah, I mean, I might buy Pokemon Legends Arceus. But aside from that, I don't think I'm really going to be buying anything in the spring. I mean, there's really nothing I'm looking forward to. So 
they, like there's a bunch I'm looking forward to, but why should I spend sixty dollars right. when in November I can just buy them all for half price or less? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, I've hit, got hit, so much I need to play. Hitman Three you can get for twenty bucks right now. So right. there, there's no, there's no point to pay full price unless you're talking about it right away. And like you said, we have so many games to play. So, so many. So ridiculously many games to play. I made a list of games I want to play in 2022 that's at over 40 strong right now, and it's all games I own. I didn't meet my goal. My goal was to get to 100 Platinums by the end of the year. I'm clearly not going to do that. I kind of burned out on games. Like, after Mass Effect 2, I just needed to, like, take a break. Uh, so I'm at 87. So that's going to be my first goal, I guess, is to like finish Mass Effect 3, get that platinum, and then try to get to 100 by the end of next year, I guess. I think I set the goal a little too high, because I think I started, I think that meant 30 platinums this past year, which is just kind of a lot. It is, it, and put it this way, it's not, but at the same time it is, because you are choosing actual good games to platinum. Yeah, so I, got, I got Hannah Montana, the movie, the game, just as like a... If it weren't a PS3 game, like if that were a PS5 game, I would not have bought it. But the fact that it's like a PS3 game and I've just got such a boner for the PS3 right now, uh, that's like the, the reason I bought it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, But just, you know, don't count out that there are some littler easy platinums that are good games. I already did that. I got Metagal. I got uh, Severed Fragments of Midnight. Severed. Uh, Severed I do need to go platinum. back and finish up. Yeah, I got stuck on a boss fight in that, and so I, I do need to get the platinum in that. It's but very like, easy. Uh, things like Cthulhu Saves Christmas, um, yeah. Chernobylite. I just mentioned Chernobylite isn't short. I think I put like thirteen to fourteen hours into it, but it's an easy platinum and it's a fun game. Yeah. So like, I got I got some game where you're like a coffee barista, coffee talk. Yeah, that, great. yeah. That I one. I really want to play that. That's on my list to get. All right. So we'll we'll do another episode at the beginning of the year. We'll talk about games we're looking forward to. We'll talk about uh, goals we've got. Yes. Compare ourselves to our goals from last year. So and I'm looking forward to it. Yes, as am I. We we've got a we've got some good stuff coming up too. George and I are doing a new show every month, and uh, I, I I wish I had a PS3 next to me to just to hold up to the camera for literally no one listening to this to see, but. It is PS3 related. Yeah. So we have that coming as well. You can find us. Let me make it see if I can remember all this by heart. Find us at any podcast source at frame skip podcast. You can email us any questions at frame skip pod at gmail.com frame skip podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or bit.ly slash frameskipq. Find us on Twitter. George is at purplebird616. Yeah. Austin is at Austin J. Eller. Yeah. Seth is at Seth the 90s kid. Don't follow him. Yeah, yeah. Coach is at frameskippod. Boo. Wow. Get a handle, Coach. Get a handle. You can find me at local lizard man. Also find me streaming on Twitch every Friday, Saturday and Sunday night at 8 PM. Uh, you know, variety of different things. And 
boys, do you have any last words? Yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got a couple. I got a couple. I'm if you think there's something we could do uh, to improve the show, please let us know. And if there's something you really enjoy about the show, please let your friends know. We would love to grow the show. Uh, if we get a bigger audience, we can get people we want to interview, people we want to ask questions on the show, and that'd be really, really exciting. Uh, and so you can help us grow the show. So please do that if you can. Also, please check out Shortbox Summary if you're inclined yes. to uh, to check out a podcast about comic books. You guys are coming on to record next week, which means that episode will be out probably towards the end of January because I wanted to give myself like a little buffer between uh, producing the show and releasing the show. But we're going to talk about Young Avengers pretty soon. I'm very excited. My uh, my comic book love is in there, and I'm excited. Yeah, big Patriot yeah, fan, cool, right? Geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, George. All right. Also, yeah. Also, also, go. Yeah. Also, that's a good point. Go pass. Go pass. Falling apart these past two weeks. That's fine. Well, the I was Eagles talking about surging. like the comic book character, but I mean, oh yeah. Sorry, the Patriot in the, in the comic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> George just derailed his own conversation. No, I just I got paranoid about the Pats like not making the playoffs. I was doing like playoff math and calculus trying to figure out what exactly has to happen sorry i'm on a very short i'm on a very short football fuse right now i'm freaking out i'm in a couple league championships i'm also in like a couple toilet bowls so like i just i really gotta really gotta do my best i made i made it into two league championships yeah buddy me too. one of them is thanks to jason sanders god who saw was, that coming yeah i was down five points going into last night yeah but Thanks, everybody. And uh, until next time, good night, listeners. Good night. Where do you keep finding the jingle ball?